are so blessed to have our brother here. And uh, he just had a time of fellowship. I took him to the old building. He understood some of the things I was talking about. Just driving around the old site. We had uh, uh, just a time of fellowship this afternoon. Great to get to know him. Great heart. I really appreciate not only our brother's ministry this morning, but just his whole spirit and demeanor. And I'm so glad he's with us this week. So glad we're going to build a good relationship. Let's welcome our brother, Patrick Johnson. Hallelujah. Text, amen. Praise God again. Thank you for being back again tonight. Hallelujah. So glad that you are here. If you could help me out on the monitor. Praise God. As I said, I appreciate this little thing here. Y'all think I'm kidding, don't you? You get to service on next Sunday and it's missing, you'll know what happened. And so, you know, normally a Sunday evening service, usually not very difficult for me to know what I'm going to preach and minister, but for some reason today I'm I'm just debating, Lord, what would you have me preach? So many sermons and so even after prayer, still undecided. I was telling the computer guys, I'm still a little undecided. Hallelujah. There it is, my brother. Thank you. And so I was talking to someone and they just made a statement and it triggered a thought. They said, Pastor, tell us about China. And all of a sudden it was like my heart said, I know what I'm going to preach tonight. Thank you for that. I told my brother, I said, I'm waiting for the heavenly SMS. And And so I got it. And so this song tonight will go with that. So are we ready up there with the? It's playing. She's playing. Hello. Again, my friend.
शन as we like to call it. So I want to preach tonight a message I've entitled, Our God is Able. Our God is more than able tonight. Daniel chapter 3 verse 16. The Bible says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able. Somebody say amen. Our God is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty. But even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty. We will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you've set up. Father, help us tonight by the blood of Jesus, by the Holy Ghost. Lord, I just want to line up with what you want to do tonight. God, help your church and your people. God, supernatural miracle. We are asking this in the name of Jesus. You've given us that name that we can come before you and make our request. And we're trusting in the name of Jesus and that through his name, save, rescue, and redeem tonight, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said with a shout, amen. My family and I were missionaries in China for four years. We got there in June of 2016. And we got back June of 2020. We were there for four years and we were able to actually nationalize the church. The church was taken over by a young, wonderful Chinese couple. And so, but I remember coming back on furlough when you're a missionary after a couple of years of being on the mission field, you get to come back and kind of, well, you get to come back so you can go get some tacos. And a number of other things. But the main thing is, I'm sorry, y'all. So I'm back for furlough and I go into Pastor Campbell's office and I'm talking to Pastor Campbell and he says, what did you learn in China? What have you learned while you were over there? And the only thing I could say is, Pastor, in China, I met a God I never knew. He said, what do you mean? He just smiled. You, you know Pastor Campbell. Pastor, he's so deep. He just, he just kind of smiled. He said, what do you mean? 
I said, Pastor, I'd been an evangelist for 13 years. I'd preached all over the world. I'd prayed for hundreds, if not thousands of people. I, I knew the God of the supernatural. I knew the God that can meet needs and provide for you when you're in a difficult situation. I knew the God who was faithful. But I said, Pastor Campbell, I never knew God who was truly able. I never knew God in a way that I met him in China when I was going through. I never knew the God who could show up right on time. Oh, come on, somebody. (laughs) The God who, when things like in our text, look completely impossible. In other words, there is no way you're getting out of this one. You are done. And then God showed up. He said, Pastor, I met a God I did not know. Listen to the book of Exodus. In the book of Exodus chapter 6, the Bible says, verse 3, I, God speaking to Moses, he said, I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and Jacob as God Almighty, but by my name, Lord, they did not know me. That is such a supernatural scripture. God said, Abraham, God said, Moses, Abraham, Isaac and Jacob knew me as almighty God. They knew me as God the creator. They knew me as God the all power. He said, but they did not know me in an intimate and in a personal way. They did not know me as Lord. He said, Moses, I am getting ready to reveal myself to my people in a way they had never met me before. Church, when I got to China, God revealed a side of himself. That I'd never known before. Let me, let me, let me tell you the story of how China came down. Cause I know you're trying to figure out why in the world my wife and I, I know we look very Chinese. We got a lot of Chinese features. Why in the world would y'all pack everything and sell everything and move to China? I was actually sharing the story with Pastor and his wife today. I had no idea. This sermon wasn't even on the radar. I told y'all what happened. And so, Chandler Conference 2016, 2015. At the time, church, I'm, I'd been evangelizing 13 years and my calendar was full and I was going all over the world. I was enjoying it. God was helping a brother out and I was excited. I love being in the airport. I love being on airplanes. I love every minute. I'm actually one of those people that go to the airport early because I like the airport. It's weird. I like it. I like seeing all them people walking, people running because they missed their flight. Ah! You know what I'm saying? So I was enjoying evangelizing. And so I'm sitting in the balcony. This is a room that holds about 2,000 people. And there's probably about 1,500 in there at the time. So I'm way up in the balcony. And there's nobody up there but me. Far away from Pastor Mitchell and the altar as I could get. Because I don't want nobody. You know what I'm saying? So I'm way up there in the balcony. I'm sitting up there and the worship is getting ready to start. And, I'm, you know, they singing. I got my hands raised. I'm like, yes, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, what? And I heard the voice of the Lord say, Patrick, it's time to go. I said, yeah, I'm going I'm to go to Chick-fil-A tonight. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, hey. If not Chick-fil-A, there's this taco place, Del Taco. You know what I'm saying? But I knew, I knew what God was saying. I said, okay, Lord. For the whole service, Pastor Wayman Mitchell's preaching, I didn't hear a word. Because the whole service, I'm sitting there. Remember I said, the voice of God spoke to me in the worship. So the whole service, I'm sitting up there on that stage just a squirming. I'm sitting in the balcony just going, get out of my mind. Get out of my mind. No, mm-mm, uh-uh, no. I bind you, devil. Stop talking to me. De- Loose me in the name above every name. You know what I'm saying? But I couldn't share. Okay. The altar call comes and goes and the service is getting ready to close. I said, okay, God, okay, okay, okay. I said, Lord, 
If this is you speaking to me, there's 2,000 people in this building. By now, everybody had been there. I mean, the room is packed. I said, Lord, if this is really you speaking to me, I, I know how to get out of this. <laughs> I said, Lord, if this is really you speaking to me, Pastor Campbell is way down there. I said, all you got to do, Lord, is have Pastor Campbell call on my name to close in prayer. 2,000 people in here. There's no way in the world. He gone. As soon as I said it, a Patrick Johnson. Close in prayer. And I'm standing in a police station. Looking like I don't know what I'm doing. With a whole bunch of papers in my hand going. Nobody spoke English. All of a sudden, this man walks up to me in perfect English. He said, what do you need? I was like, oh, I need Jesus. But I'm saying, I, I said, man, I tell him what I need. I got to register. He said, okay, come with me. He walks me over to the counter. And he waited with me for about 40 minutes. Okay, listen, listen. I know y'all can't understand all that. That's how I knew he was an angel. In the Chinese culture, standing in line for 40 minutes for a foreigner is not happening. He stood there with me till we got to the front of the line. He spoke to the lady, told her what I needed. I gave her the paperwork. She started working on it. I turned around to say thank you, and he was gone. The blood of Jesus. <laughs> got my paperwork done. Got back home and we were registered. And so after that, now I'm thinking, okay, we're registered. Now I need to preach to somebody. Our first convert in China, our first convert, her name's Jasmine. It's her English name. Let me tell you about this miracle. I'd been, we'd been in China a couple months. We, we just wanted to see, you know how you, when you preach to people all the time and you get, and you can't preach, you just, something rise up in you. You know what I'm saying? You just want to witness to somebody, but nobody speaks English. So I'm like, Lord, come on now. You got to give me somebody. So I get a phone call from a friend of a friend of a friend. They say, Hey, we have a friend who lives in Foshan where your church is. And she wants to know about Jesus. I said, Hallelujah. So we go to a coffee shop. We go to a tea shop. And I hadn't preached to anybody in a whole minute. In Texas, that means a long time, a whole minute. And so I started in Genesis. I told y'all I hadn't preached in a minute. I'm, I went from the beginning, from the creation, all the way to the last book in Revelation. I went all the way. She's weeping the whole time. I'm like, for real? This man, Holy Ghost. You know what I'm saying? She's weeping. At the end of it, I said, Do you want to get saved? She said, Yes. She prayed with us right there in a tea shop. She still doesn't speak English. I didn't know that. If I spoke to her today, I would still need a translator. But that day, she understood every word. She was our first convert. She's still in the church today. Did I tell you about the God that is able? The next convert that we had. Oh, I got to drink some water before this one. Woo. Listen, this one needs some water. This one. I'm telling you all about China. So. I have to go back to register again. At that time, I was just thirsty, but it's okay. to register again when I first got to China I ran into a situation with some other missionaries and we were just talking and something that they said brought a spirit of fear upon my heart and I'm, I'm, I'm starting to get anxiety I'm, I don't have anxiety I don't go through the, but every time I would see a Chinese police officer my heart would start beating real fast and I'd get real scared and I remember I began to pray Lord the way to break this, I need a Chinese police officer as a friend. I literally began to pray that. I need a Chinese police officer 
as a friend. Put that picture up for me. Put that picture up there for me. You got that picture, my brother. Uh, the Chinese, the, that's the one. Second time I go to the police station to register. I walk into the police station. There's a young Chinese police officer. He hands him any. Sitting behind the counter. His, I said the second time, I'd only been in the country like four months at this point. His first words to me, are you a Christian? You start looking for the exits out the corner of your eye. I'm sure I could get out this door before you can get over that counter. <laughs> I said, yes, I'm a Christian. He said, okay. He's typing. He said, do you read the Bible? Now, listen, you got to understand. Having a Bible in China is illegal. Are you with me? There are times when they will come through and confiscate Bible. And so he asking me, you read your Bible. In other words, you brought a Bible here, didn't you? I might read it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, he said, okay. And he's still typing. I'm waiting for them to grab a brother. He says, can you teach me how to read the Bible? I said, do I look crazy to you? <laughs> I'm standing in a police station and I'm getting ready on camera to tell a Chinese young police officer that I'm going to teach him the Bible. In my mind, I'm thinking, man, do I look crazy to you? I said, do you play basketball? That's how you change the subject, like just smooth. You know? He said, yeah, I love basketball. I said, hey, man, let's play some basketball. Long story short, that part. He's the best basketball player I've ever played with in my life. <laughs> me and him would go to the park and whoop everybody. Because in China, they call me Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> and he was Allen Iverson incarnate. I am not. Turns out, turns out, another missionary had come to China two months ago before this. Right when I started praying this prayer had witnessed to him, had prayed with him, but that missionary had to leave. He had just gotten the job as a police officer. Not only did God give me a friend, he gave me a disciple. Put up that picture. There's a picture of four people in a room. Let me show you that picture. I'm, like I said, we just, you know. Can you see that picture? This is our very first church service in China. The lady on the end, that's Jasmine. The guy on the end is Charles, the police officer. Did I tell you our God is able? He was not only a friend, but he was in our very first church service, answered the altar call, and gave his life to Jesus. I did tell you God is able, right? Let me tell you another story. I mean, we're just going to talk about stories tonight. And so after a couple years of being in China, God was moving and we're seeing growth and we had to come back to get our visa renewed. Ooh we go to Houston. Now think about this now. Before we left China, we, our visa's running out. We got, a, we got a couple years left. Before we left China, we looked it up and they said you can get a same day Visa renewal, just go to the embassy in Houston. And so we booked our tickets for like four or five days. You know, we, we don't need a whole bunch of days. And the day before we're supposed to fly home, we go to Houston. We had about two days. We go to Houston. We go in to get our visa renewed. The first thing we see on the wall is no same day service. Don't even ask. That's the sign that they posted on the wall. We're flying home the next day. We're looking at this going, oh God, we're in trouble. There's an angry Chinese man 
walking around. Just looked like one of these schoolmasters that some kid had just made him mad. And he got a stick in his hand. I'm going to whoop all y'all. And I'm whooping. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And so I go up to him and I'm like, um, excuse me, sir. What? Um, 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 you see the sign? We need our visa like to. He said, there is no same day service. We are too busy. There's none. So I'm standing in the line. Got all our passport. I'm like, God, we're in trouble. God, you got to help us. I get up to the counter. You thought the man was angry? The lady behind the counter is growling under her breath. What do you want? All I did was take my paperwork and slide it to her. She looked, I didn't say a word. She looked up at me. Do you want this back today? Mm-hmm. Come back at two o'clock. Okay. You, you don't walk, you back up slowly just in case she changes. <laughs> kind of act like you were never there, you know what I'm saying? And so I go, we, I go back to the hotel. I'm like, oh, God, please, God, move. This is a trick, God. We're going to get back there. And they go, she said, come back at 2 o'clock. I got back at 1 o'clock. I'm standing in line. They open the doors at 1 o'clock, at 2 o'clock. We walk in. I'm expecting them to say, why are you here? I told you. We walk in church, walk up to the counter, give her my name. She opens a box. And our paperwork was the first one on top. Did I say God is able? She picked up our paperwork, slid it onto the counter, and we were done. Come on, somebody. Those are just a couple of the miracles. That we saw in China. I could tell you about our first translator. I prayed. I said God. I don't want to hire a translator. God I don't have time to train somebody. We've only got a little bit of time. I said Lord. I need someone who's already saved. And who already knows our fellowship. God help me. We, I get a phone call. Hey. There's a young man that was going. One of our churches. That was already there. He said there was a young man who was coming to our church. He backslid. Now he's in college. He wants to come back to God. And his college just happens to be down the street from your church. Can you put that picture back up there? He said his college. He was our very first translator. His name was Jin. And everything in our church was because of him. He's the one with the tie on. with the Rededicate his life. In our church, church we serve us. In our text, I want to consider the text with you for just a moment. Because in our text, the Bible says these young men are in a horrible situation. They are facing an impossible circumstance. The Bible says they're down there in Egypt, or not in Egypt, in Babylon. The reason they were there in Babylon was because of someone else's sin. Someone else's, you know, sometimes you can find yourself in horrible situations and you are completely innocent. That just makes the trial even that much more difficult, doesn't it? Oh, come on. Okay. Ain't no innocent folks up in here. Okay. that, that Somebody should have said amen. Now, nah, don't elbow nobody. Be like, yeah, it was your fault. You know, Sometimes I. The Bible says these boys are standing before Nebuchadnezzar. You know the story. Nebuchadnezzar is wanting them to bow down. He builds this 
grandiose statue and he's telling these boys to bow down and they said listen we're not bowing down to your statue we're not serving false gods and Nebuchadnezzar makes this statement if you don't bow down we're going to throw you in the fire I'll tell you in the hour that we are living in you're going to have to know the God that is able Because I believe there's a fiery furnace, spiritually speaking, time coming for all of us. You're going to have to be someone this evening who is able to reach out, who's able to get in contact, who is able to know and trust and hope in and hold on to the God that is able. And so the Bible says they're there. And they make what has to be the greatest statement, one of the greatest statements of faith in all the Bible. One of the greatest statements of trust in all. They said, oh king, we want you to understand something. Our God's able to save us from your fire. I'm telling you all this tonight, I'm sharing these with you to let you know if God did it for me, he can do that for you. Listen, church, I don't have time to share all the mirrors. Those were just the, the highlight. If he can do that for me and my family, oh, there's not a need that you have tonight that he can't meet. One of the reasons why this is such a powerful text, there was nobody else that could help these boys. There was no king. There was no governor, no president. No amount of money. They were at a place where if God didn't do a miracle, they were in trouble. Listen, that is the most wonderful place in the world to be as a child of God. The greatest place in the world to be as a child of God is a place where you get you out of the way so that God can be God in your life. That's what happened while we were in China. Every minute that we were there, we had to trust in the Lord God. And so the Bible says they say this to Nebuchadnezzar. And then they say these words, our God is able, but even if he doesn't, it does not change our hearts towards him. That's going to be the difficult. One of the greatest difficulties as a child of God is knowing that God can do something and then, not, and then to not see God do it. That'll make you struggle. I'm going somewhere. Listen, listen. One of, the most hard, one of the most difficult things you can go through as a child of God is knowing, God, this is easy for you. God, you can do this. God, I've seen you do it for other people. We saw what was going on when they were trying to kill Daniel and you rescued him. God, we've seen you move. What about me? Listen, child of God. If you're believing God for something and you don't see what you're believing God for, it always is because God has something better for you. He's too faithful for it to be any other way. Did I say that right? If you're praying and fasting and hoping and believing God for something, and you're saying, God, what I'm praying and fasting and believing you for, I am not seeing it come to pass. God, where is it? Our God is too faithful to ignore his children. Listen, God never ignores you. Ever. So look at the tag, look at the tag. I'm going to be practical and then we're going to pray. I just want to paint it for you. These boys are standing there before the fiery furnace. They're standing there before the king, the picture of the devil. Standing there before all of Babylon, a picture of the world. And they say, we're going to trust God. The Bible says they get thrown into the fiery furnace. And when they get thrown into the fiery furnace, 
they walk in there expect i'm sure these boys were expecting to go meet jesus but not the way they met him did i say that right you know what I'm, saying? I'm on the outside they were like no we believe god we trust god. on the inside they're like, ah! let's just be real let's just be real on the outside they were talking like men of god on the inside, they were talking like God. They show up, and when they walk through the door, here is four caramel macchiatos. Sitting there, probably got the lid off with one of them little roses thing. You know how the people take the thing and they make it? You know what I'm Jesus was like, hey boys, good to see y'all. How y'all doing? Let me tell you one more story and we pray. Because what birthed this sermon was when me, my wife, and my daughter were standing at the fiery furnace and thinking, God, we're not going to make it. So we're in China four years. In March of 2020, I bought my plane tickets to come home because when COVID started, we were thinking COVID is going to last a couple months. It'll be over and we'll be fine. I, I told my wife, I said, COVID, this thing will last a couple months like everything else, and it'll be fun. We're in China. Everyone else is leaving. I'm like, we can't leave. The reason we couldn't leave is because if we leave, we were not able to nationalize the church. And we'd already worked it all out. We're gonna, we want to nationalize the church. We don't want to lose all our four years of labor. And so we decided to stay until June. And the reason we decided to stay until June was because I did not think COVID would last very long. Well, about March, something terrible happened in China. A young African guy got COVID and he didn't tell anybody. And he was going around Guangzhou where we live and he was spreading COVID to a lot of people. Another one was a man, uh, uh, another African guy got COVID. He went to the hospital and he beat up the nurse, the Chinese nurse that was trying to help him. He beat her up really bad. This just, this just caused a horrible time to happen in China. What happened was someone put out on social media in China, Chinese social media, black people are the reason for the virus. And it just turned into, it turned into a living night. All of a sudden, black people were being horribly persecuted in China. People were being dragged out of their homes and put in forced quarantine. People, black folks were being kicked out of their apartments, forced to live in the streets. Folks were being kicked out of their hotel rooms. Somebody, we had a friend that lived across the street. They came at 4 o'clock in the morning, drug her out of her house, and put her in forced quarantine. She'd been in China for 10 years, and she spoke perfect Chinese. So you can only imagine what I'm thinking for me and my family. I would go to Walmart, and people would see me and my family walking down the aisle, and they would literally run the other way. I would get in the elevator with people I'd known for years. They'd see the elevator door open and they would literally run away from the elevators. We were dealing with this for months. The same guys I played basketball with every day for years. I'd go to the park and they would leave the park because they were so afraid. And It's getting worse. And then COVID starts to get worse and worse and worse. And the airlines called us. And said, listen, you can't go home. There are no planes. All the flights have been canceled. There are no flights, no planes. They said the earliest we can get you home may be in October. They're telling us this in April. And the reason they're telling us October is they're thinking by October 2020, COVID would have been over. It was just beginning. We bought our tickets. I bought our tickets in March. To fly out on June 26th. Things are getting worse. Not only that, our visa was going to expire in June. All three of us. Not only that, I'd already told my landlord that we were leaving in June. He was already preparing to give the apartment to someone else. Not only that, I was going to nationalize the church in June. And so we were going to have no church, no place to live, and no visa. And we're facing the persecution because of COVID. And we have no way home. Our building was shut down. Our building where we had church was shut down in January. It did not open up again until May. 
And I remember my wife, my daughter, we're just, we're, we're panicking. Listen, at this point, we're panicking. God, you got to help us. Please, God. We go back to church in May, and we begin to sing a song. And the title of the song was, You Are Not a God Created by Human Hands. You are not a God dependent on any mortal man. You are not a God in need of anything we can give. You are God. That's just the way it is. I remember we began to sing that song. And as we began to sing that song, it was like God said, did you forget that I am the God who's able? We begin to weep and worship God. This is May. June 25th. We bought our tickets in, in March to fly home on June 27th. On June 25th, President Trump, President Xi Jinping made a deal to let one plane come to China. One plane. One plane. Before that, no planes going or coming. On June 25th, they make a deal to allow one plane. And the one plane they chose, for the sake of visualization, I don't have the numbers, the plane they chose was like Delta 555. In March, I bought the tickets to fly home on Delta 555. Do you hear what I said? We're flying home June 27th. They made the deal June 25th. We're walking through the airport. And people are saying, where are you going? We're going home. <laughs> they said, you can't go. These are the, the Chinese workers. You can't go home. Why not? There are no planes. <laughs> we got a plane. <laughs> Other Americans are saying, hey, where are y'all going? We're going home. You can't go home. Why? There's no planes. We got a plane. Church. On June 26th, we got on a plane to us to Shanghai. June 27th, me, my wife, my daughter, got on a plane. The only plane they allowed just happened to be our plane. Our God, Ebal. Those boys said, listen, you don't understand the God we serve. There is no God like you. No God can come. Oh, let me stop tonight. Bow your heads with me. Bow your heads with me tonight. Bow your heads with me tonight. Wonderful presence of God tonight. Wonderful presence of God tonight. Wonderful presence of God. God loves you. Listen, listen. Think about the world we're living in for just a moment. How terrible the world we live in is. All the violence, all the pain, all the suffering, all the crime. There's a reason for it. Every single thing that we're experiencing right now has been written in this book for years. Lawlessness. Morality, suffering, the pain. It's all written here. But there's something else that's written here. Something else written here in the book of Romans, chapter 10. The Bible says, You'll confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe that he died on the cross. You'll be saved. He said, Pastor, why do I need to be saved? Another way to put it is you'll be rescued. Why would I need to be rescued? Because right now we're in the age of grace. God's mercy is being poured out. His love is being poured out. The reason you're here tonight is because the love and the mercy of God brought you here. You could have went anywhere tonight, but you chose to come here. And we're so glad you're here. But you're here because the love of God drew you here. Well, on that day, on that day that's fast approaching, it's going to change from God's mercy to God's judgment on all the sin and the wickedness and the immorality and the perversion that we're experiencing. 
the reason why some people think why isn't God doing anything about it is because he is pouring out mercy to all those who would run to him be rescued be saved you're here tonight you're not forgiven you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior God forbid tonight you were to stand before God your soul would be lost forever but that's not what God wants Jesus loves you he died for you on the cross shed his blood so you can be rescued you can be saved and before we do anything else tonight Pastor Keith Pastor Sullivan and I would love to pray for you pray with you love to believe God to rescue you just like he rescued us not asking you to join a church I'm not asking you to make a commitment to a human being I'm asking you tonight do you want to be forgiven for your sins you want God to rescue you save you set you free heads are bowed eyes are closed tonight no one's looking around this is between you and the Lord you say pastor Pastor Johnson, I am not right with God. I'm not right with God. If I stood before the Lord tonight, I would be in a lot of trouble. That's not what God wants, and Pastor, that's not what I want. I want to be forgiven. I want Jesus to forgive me. That's you tonight. Let me pray for you. Let me pray. I'm not going to embarrass you, ask you to do anything silly. I want to pray with you, pray for you, Pastor and I. Just like someone prayed with me, prayed for me. Many years ago, I'd count it an honor if you let me pray for you. You say, Pastor, I'm not forgiven. I'm not right, but I'd like to be. Pray for me. I want you to do something so we know who you are tonight. Would you slip your hand up? Just lift it up quickly. Say, Pastor, please pray for me. I'm not right, but I want to be. Come on, lift it up. God's dealing with you. Thank you, sis. God bless you. God's going to help you. Who else tonight? You say, Pastor, I'm not right, but I want to be. I'm not forgiven. But I know tonight I need to be. Lift it up. Lift it up. Lift it up. Join this on his heart. Lift it up tonight. Maybe you're here tonight. You're backslidden away from God. At one time you were living for Christ. At one time you were serving God. But as you sit here tonight, you be honest. Pastor, I've gone back to things that I know is not right. I went back to things that I once said I'd never go back to. And I know tonight I'm not right. Would you pray for me? Lift it up, man. God's going to help you. Lift it up. Lift it up. Join this honest heart. Come on. God's dealing with you. Say, Pastor, I know I'm not right. I want to be. Would you pray for me? Would you pray for me? Amen. Heads about, eyes are closed. You lifted your hand. Look at me. Look at me. I need a sister from our church to come. Quickly help me. Church, I just wanted to share with you tonight our God is so able. What we're going to believe God for tonight is people who need a miracle. Pastor, this building, we believe it. We need a miracle. We need God to move. One of the things that strengthened me and kept me and held me and comforted me in China is the thought, God, this was not my idea. This was your idea. And if it's your idea, then you have a plan. I believe you tonight. Would you stand with me tonight all across this place? We're going to we're going to come tonight. We're going to find a place to pray. Come and help me pray tonight. Come and help me believe God. Listen, maybe you don't need a miracle, but you know someone who does. Would you come and help me pray tonight? Come and help me believe God for them. Believe God for you. Come on tonight. Come on tonight. Come on tonight. Father, we love you. God, we thank you tonight, God. God, we believe in you. Oh my God, I'm asking for your grace, your mercy, God. 
your power tonight, Lord God, to move in a supernatural way, God. Help your people tonight, God. We believe you by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. King of all days, so highly exalted, glorious in heaven Lord, we believe in you for the supernatural. God, we believe in you for breakthrough. God, we believe in you, Lord. Here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. You're all together worthy. All together worthy. All together wonderful to me. To see my sins upon that cross, and I'll never know how much it costs. Hallelujah. To see my sins. Sing that part again. I'll never know how much, yes. altar even right now Jesus would you stand with me tonight would you stand with me tonight here I am yes here I am to worship here I am to bow down here I am to say there's no praise tonight. Father, we thank you, Lord. God, we love you, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus, God. Praise you.